This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Youth Baseball Talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Youth Baseball Talk, brought to you by The Rope Trainer. And as my friend John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers, so make sure you check out theropetrainer.com today. As always, I send a special shout-out to The Rope Trainer team, our old parent, Chris Vernon, of course, John Smoltz. Uh, I appreciate those guys immensely. As uh, the, the day I met them, I knew right away that they'd be a good fit here at Youth Baseball Talk as they truly care uh, about what they're doing, uh, so much so that they've invested time, energy, and, and money into their product for the right reasons. Uh, started with getting data, uh, scientifically checking their own device to make sure that what they felt was true. Uh, that was a good one. And then, of course, uh, as they joined our show, they went out and, and got a guy that I think a lot of in Kurt McNabb to, uh, to do the rope report each week because you guys asked for it. Hey, I'm on board, but what do I do with it? And, and, what do, and, and how, do I, how do I utilize it properly? And uh, they couldn't have found a better guy in Kurt McNabb. Uh, interesting that I'm mentioning Kurt because I want to let you all know that um, last week's show um, piqued a lot of interest, uh, a lot of heartfelt interest. Uh, people just in general disturbed by the by the story that prompted the show. People that had ideas and thoughts, um, which again I always say, if there, you can't fix something if you don't talk about it. Uh, and then just people that just wanted to talk about things they had seen, almost like they needed to get them off their chest and. How do you handle this? How do you do that? And again, I, you know, I always say I'm not the end all. I'm, I'm happy to sit here and talk and bounce ideas off people. I don't know that I have all the answers, but I do enjoy talking about it. So um, I brought up Kirk's name because, you know, Kirk, you know, he's a lot of things to a lot of people, especially when it comes to baseball. I mean, he's not only a husband and a father. He's, you know, he's a baseball coach, baseball trainer. You, you know him as the rope report guy. But, man, he does so much uh, with baseball in and out. And, you know, the mental approach, doing things the right way, those are all things that, that are important to Kirk. Integrity is a big word when it comes uh, to Kirk and how he operates. Uh, he was the first uh, – he was one of the first people that got a hold of me and was like, hey, I, what a strong episode. I've got so many thoughts and opinions that I'd love to come on and, and talk about it. And I said, well, let's do it because you haven't been on in a while. And, I mean, I know you do this report every week, but you haven't been on as a guest in a while. The, the, the people really enjoy you and appreciate you. So why don't you come on and, and give me your thoughts, and, and maybe it'll spark another conversation. So uh, Kirk's going to be with us, and I'm going to be bringing him in here in just a minute. And, and again, I, I cannot say this enough. I, I hope <laughs> uh, sometimes things go in my junk mail. Sometimes I don't check all my social media accounts. But I hope I've gotten back to everybody that contacted me about the last show because it meant something to me. So um, again, if I didn't, I'm sorry. Please keep sending me messages. I either won't miss them or I'll try to do a better job of checking all my thing. I mean, there's so many ways to get a hold of me. So it's like, oh boy, sometimes I forget about Facebook Messenger. Sometimes I forget about Twitter. Sometimes I forget about my own Twitter account. That's where I usually get in trouble is people contact me through my own Twitter, and I'm never on there. I'm only on the ones for the shows I do. So if I haven't, please keep trying to reach me. I'm not ignoring you on purpose. Um, to that point, though, um, before we get to Kirk, let's remind you who we are. Check us out at youthbaseballtalk.com. Numerous things you can do at our website. A lot of you may be listening to the show through there, which is absolutely fine. The cool part, though, is is through our website, 
Uh, you can go back to every episode we've ever done. You'll notice that if you scroll down the page, you'll get to a certain point where you got to go to the next page, which is fine. It'll take you all the way back to the first episode we ever did four years ago. So, again, we hope you guys are enjoying the show. Uh, we hope you're learning a lot uh, about uh, about different things. As, as I said, some people have listened to every one of them, went back, that's found us. Some people go back and find titles that they think apply to something that might be going on with them, and that's fine. Whatever you want to do. I mean, I've had some professional guys on. I've had college coaches, trainers, parents, dads, kids, anything. I mean, I think you'll find a variety all over the board. And uh, I'm always looking for ideas, too. I love that, too, when people say, hey, have you seen this? Have you thought about this? Um, you know, the last episode, which sparked so much interest came from a listener. They're like, have you seen this? So anyway, um, very important to me that you check out youthbaseballtalk.com. Uh, the things you can do there that help us and help yourself subscribe to the show. It's absolutely free. You'll get a notification when the show's ready to go. Uh, the one thing you can do there that helps us really keep the show going is do your shopping at Amazon. Most of you are doing some shopping at Amazon anyway. If you go to youthbaseballtalk.com, click Amazon, you're done with us. You go to their website, you do your shopping. We get a very small referral. Helps us with production costs, and we greatly appreciate it. So, again, thank you so much for all that are doing that. We do have people doing it religiously. Thank you. means a lot to us. Uh, social media is where we uh, really find out what's going on in the community. We can't be everywhere at once, right? But social media helps us with that. Find us on Twitter, at Podcast Baseball. Uh, follow us there. If, you're in, like, if we can tell that you're involved in baseball some way, we're going to follow you back. Uh, parent, kid, trainer, coach, have something to offer with a product. We're going to follow you back. That's how we stay in tune with what's going on. Facebook's our big ass. Go to Youth Base, Just you know, go to Facebook, type Youth Baseball Talk in the search bar. Like our Facebook page. Click Invite Your Friends. Uh, either invite them all or just go through, invite whoever. We would greatly appreciate it. It means a lot to us. Um, again, uh, Instagram, Youth Baseball Talk. like to have you guys follow us there, too. Special thanks goes out to all the gang over at lineupmedia.fm. If you haven't checked out their new internet radio station, Yo Radio, uh, my, chances are you have internet radio station downloaded on your phone or whatever. Go to the App Store. Download Yo Radio. It's awesome. You'll love it. It's, uh, it's, a, it's done tremendously well. Uh, again, I'm enjoying it, and uh, we're going to be proud to be part of the baseball channel they're going to put out here at Youth Baseball Talk for podcasting. It's going to be excellent. Happy to be a part of it. There's big things coming there. Get on it now so that you don't miss it in the end. Uh, Andrew Allen, Brian Crock, thanks for all you do behind the scenes, producing the show, putting the picks together, the segments, you know, all, handling all the guys that are sending in their stuff. It means a lot to us. Um, as you know, on the show each week before I get to our guest, I've been highlighting a contributor. Or, or an influencer. Um, I've been doing Precision Impact for a while. I moved Precision Impact back uh, this week only because I have a, a surprise for you. Uh, Dirk did a 12-minute interview with, um, with, with a gentleman about shoulder and arm care, and that's very important. I wanted to move that one to the back. So this week I'm going to go with my good friend Justin Stone from Elite Baseball. Uh, make sure you check out EliteBaseball.tv. Let's hear what Justin has to say this week. Take it away, my friend. Thanks, Jim. Justin Stone with EliteBaseball.tv. And in this week's topic, we're going to revisit an old one and take a new perspective on when your son or daughter is ready for higher level lessons. Now don't get me wrong, even in my own business we have recreational players that come in as their season begins and their mom or dad just wants them to get them into a good base, a good foundation, and more importantly just have fun, increasing their enjoyment of the game. And there's a place for that in private instruction, no doubt. But when are you ready for a higher level private instructor? And we visited this one time before and I said it's when your son or daughter has the feel of their body, proprioception, and meaning they're athletic enough to make body movement changes and body pattern changes because they have a feel of their own body through previous athletic movements or just general play. But today I'm gonna take it a step further. 
And when you're truly getting your value out of the money you're spending on lessons, it's because your son or daughter can hold a conversation with an adult. And I see this, and Coach Travis and I, who's my head instructor, were talking about this at length yesterday, of how often, maybe two or three times a week, we have players that come in where I literally talk for 30 minutes out of a 30-minute lesson and get nothing but a one-word answer out of the student. That is not active participation in the learning process. And although they may be getting slightly better with their timing as I'm throwing batting practice, essentially, I'm just spewing out information. They're taking reps, but they're not actively engaged in truly learning. That's why what we do as instructors, it's our job to be dynamic enough in our personalities to try to reach kids a lot of different ways, and that's called probing. I'm going to ask them questions. I'm going to get them to talk. And a lot of times, these questions aren't even baseball related. I'm just trying to get them to hold a conversation with me, build that rapport, so they feel comfortable to talk about what they're thinking and feeling when it comes in terms of their hitting. Because truly what we're trying to do in an instructional setting is create a feel, have a player remember that feel, remember the cues that get them to that feel, and that's what drill work is all about. But when we can't have interaction, we can't talk about what we're feeling. We can't talk about what we're thinking. So if our, your son or daughter is old enough at the age of six to carry on a conversation with an adult, then that's fine. They're ready for le higher level lessons. But oftentimes we get 13, 14, and 15-year-old athletes, and the excuse is, well, my child is shy or my child is an introvert. And oftentimes the parent will interject, and it's important to have parent participation in a lesson because you often see them a lot more than we do, and you have good perspective of what's actually going on in a game. That's valuable. But I wanna to talk to your son or daughter way more than I talk to the parent. And in order to do that, we have to sometimes let the parent go by the wayside and let the son or daughter speak for themselves, even if that's really difficult for them. So here's where I'm going with this. How can, this, how can you help this? Oftentimes in just social settings, sometimes children are shy or feel like they shouldn't be talking to adults because they're not an adult themselves. The next time you have a gathering of adults over at your house, find a way to engage your child in some of those conversations. The more comfortable they get with talking to adults is going to enhance the learning process and their comfort factor in school, in their lessons, and generally just in life. It's an important skill that's oftentimes overlooked that I know from doing this seven days a week for you know, 15 years on the private side now, the players that have the comfort level of interacting with me the most definitely get the most out of their lessons. So that's a really important piece that you need to think about. Get your child comfortable in carrying on conversations with adults. Find a way to probe your, your child so they can do that. And then we will continue to do that as instructors to try to get that information out of them, but reverting back to taking them out of just one-word answers, trying to get them to open up about what they're thinking and feeling, and they can do that with you first. This is Justin Stone from EliteBaseball.tv, and until next week, we'll see you on the field. Uh, I hope you enjoyed Justin's stuff, or if it's Travis that fills in for him or whoever it is each week, because the guys at EliteBaseball.tv do it as good as anybody. Um, I'll put up their knowledge. I'll put up their passion against you know anybody. In, in this business, guys, uh, let's get away from who's the best, who's number one, you know, what I want to be is tied for first in this because we need more good people. I mean, that's what we need, right? I mean, it's great to be called the best. He's the best hitting guy. He's the best pitching guy. He's this. He's that. How about tied for first? Let's get a lot of people going in the same direction and try to get some great messages going out there. I'd be fine with that. If people thought youth baseball talk was tied for first for, for talking baseball, especially this wonderful game for kids, <laughs> I'd be ecstatic, you know. So I don't need uh, – and I appreciate all the – 
the thoughts on the show and everything, you know, but at, at the end of the day, let's do this thing and let's get it right. So, um, I appreciate it very, very much. Um, uh, speaking of the best, um, tied for first, I'll say, and, um, I hear him on the line now, so I know he's there, but, uh, he's tied for first in my book. I love influencers. I love guys that do it with passion. I love guys that do it the right way. Uh, I'm excited about today's guest. And, and as I said, I, uh, you know, I couldn't have uh, I couldn't have imagined that uh, that he would be this passionate. I mean, it's really surprising that Kirk would be passionate about an episode I did that that dealt with some of the craziness out there. So let me welcome in everybody's favorite, Kurt McNabb. What's going on, pal? Not too much, Jim. Yep. Thanks for having me again, uh, and uh, good to be here, everybody. Yeah, always a pleasure uh, being on it, but especially for this week. I'm uh, you know whether it's honored, humbled. Uh, I don't even know what the right word is, but uh, definitely on board with you 100% with that one, Jim. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's the thing, you know, it's like people listened to last week's show, and I think a lot of them, you know, they were stunned. And then, you know, they all would go, you know, let's face it, maybe you hadn't heard about it, and they went out and Googled it. Some people said, you know, I got to be honest with you, I was was Googling it expecting to possibly send you back something that said, Jim, this was – you know, like Snopes or what is that? Is it Snopes where you ty- type in stuff and it tells you if it's true or not? Um, people were like, this was so far-fetched. I almost thought this was a farce. Like, hey, Jim, you just did a whole show about something that never happened. And it's like, oh, my God, this is real. This is really happening. And and I told him, I said, you know, the, the sad part is, you know, as a baseball coach, you see some really weird things out there sometimes. And you go home or, or you sit on your bucket or you after the game, you think about what you saw. And and I can tell you that over the years, there were numerous times where you were like, man, that something was not right there. I mean, as messed up as that was, that tells me that something's really wrong. Like, what else can possibly be going on there? So, you know, I like to believe the best in people, but man, sometimes it's hard. And I, and I know you've seen a lot yourself, but, you know, when you saw that article and saw what those two gentlemen, I hate to use that word, took upon themselves to do. I mean, what's the first thought goes through your mind, Kirk? I mean, am I crazy or are you sitting there going, how is this happening? Honestly, uh, Jim, one, one uh, you'll hear me talk about on the uh, rope report briefly at the end of the show, but, but you know what? Um, between coaching baseball with by running dirtbag uh, and in the off season, I also get a little extra conditioning in uh, officiating ice hockey up here. And I, I just, I see it all the time. And as saddening as it was to hear you talking about it last week and know it's out there, I'm, I'm, I'm realistic to it. And we got to get after it. We've got to get after it and we got to talk about it and we need to dig deep and, and keep it going because we have the power to change it. But I think people have almost become numb to it. We get shocked and, and we get surprised and, you know, we pull the, you know, oh, geez, uh, wow, I can't believe that happened. Um, you went one step further. And that's one of the one things I like about you. Uh, and, and great job talking about it at first. Forget about number one. Forget about all that, that, that garbage, that buzzwords. You know, I'm this, I'm that. No, we got to get together and we got to do things right we got to fix our mindset and correct it and get on a good path that says, you know what, this is right. And that's wrong. And when it's wrong, man, you know, you can't, you have to treat disrespect with respect. 
Well, it's interesting. And, I saw that on your thing this week, the, the title of your, of your show. Um, again, very interesting. And I thought, you know, that made me stop for a minute and think, okay, am I doing right? You know, am I doing right? You know, am I, am I treating disrespect with disrespect? Um, you know, am I giving it a platform, the craziness? And in some, in some respects, I guess we are. But again, I, I don't know any other way to fix something unless you talk about it with people. And again, I mean, I, you know, again, I always say this. We're talking about baseball. We're not talking about curing cancer. We're not talking about, you know, other things. But, you know, this is something that's important to people. And at the end of the day, I can't believe for the life of me that the, the, the Jims of the world and the Kurt McNabs of the world and some of these other, we're the only ones that see this stuff go on. I mean, I, judging by the response we get on, on things like this, to your point, it is amazing that it's going on out there, and I think people are either, either like trying to just steer through the madness and not cause any waves. Um, some people are just become selfish and are like, I, I, as long as it doesn't affect me, I don't care. Some people, I think, are just plain shocked. I, I for, but whatever it is, to your point, it's not going to get any better unless we talk about it. Yeah. I agree. I agree. We have to, you know, um, it, it, it's funny you say that and, and every issue that's going on in the last, uh, 12, 16 months, you know, uh, through the U S through the world globally, you know, on, on things from the men doing the crazy things that they're doing and, and to, you know, the list goes on, but when it gets right down to it, the bottom line is it starts to get fixed healed, corrected, when you've got a forum that starts talking about it. There's not just you and I that are out there and believe in it. I get it, you know. It, there is that fear factor. 100% there's that fear factor. That, you know, ah, just let it go, Jim. Just let it go. It's not worth it. No, it is worth it. Think about the situation you were talking about in itself. You were bang on. Two grown men telling players to throw at a female, a 12-year-old female. That, that, I don't care how you spin that one. It's wrong. And, hey. and you know what? I, I actually have to tell, or Jim, or whoever else it is, the commissioner of the league, whatever, has to tell you that's wrong? Yeah, that's, that's the hard part. Dis- that's the hard part in all this. Yeah, that's not even a discussion, Jim. It's simple. Cut and dry. You're gone. You're gone. If I have to tell you coach's conduct on something like that, come on, give me a break. You're not even part of our league. You know, you, you know, like, you know, it's, it's a mindset and it's a belief and it's a desire to do good, to do right and surround yourself with people like that. Well, you know, it's funny to hear you say that. And, and I was telling somebody, you know, this goes way beyond baseball. I mean, you got to be kidding yeah. me. This isn't even about baseball. You know, we talk about life lessons for kids. We talk about, you know, making, setting an example. We're not talking about going out there and patting them on the butt all the time and telling them everything's fine. Nobody said that, right? I mean, we're talking about discipline. We're talking about work ethic. We're talking about respect. All the things that go along with it. I mean, how did it get there? I mean, I, I boy, I, I was telling somebody the other day, that a listener, that we were having a conversation about it. I said, you know, I hate to say this, but because this, this is – you know, this becomes, this becomes a little borderline, you know, like, like I'm assuming things about people, but it's like, God, what was your childhood like? 
that this is what you've grown up to think is okay. You know what I mean? It makes me wonder how they were coached. You know, the whole, uh, you know, it's funny. It it made me think about uh, a lot of people are probably seeing this, and, you know, I'm dating myself here, of course, but I liked the Karate Kid movie, right? And then you had part one or, or part two, part three. Well, they're they're bringing back the Cobra Kai in a series on YouTube. I don't know if you saw that or not. And uh, no. but if you remember the Karate Kid, Cobra Kai was the 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 um, the karate studio where the guy taught them the wrong way to do things and that they're superior yeah. and that you you do everything. I swear that's the first thing that went through my head. I'm like. How were these guys raised? Were they raised to think that this is acceptable? Because let me tell you something, and I've said this a thousand times over. If you don't think that some of the things you do as a coach or a parent doesn't lead to this, then you have your head buried in the sand. Like you can, how many players have you watched over the year? I, I, you couldn't give me a, a number. I mean, I'm asking a rhetorical question. How many players have you watched over the years? that you watch them when they're older and you think, I can tell how he was coached as a youngster. He was coached to believe that he was better than everybody else. He was coached to believe that it's always somebody else's fault. He was coached to believe that he is beyond discipline. You can see it, and it's a shame. It really is. Well, that's that's why uh, even talking to you way back at ABCA and, and other times and stuff like that, you know, that's why we're all in on the uh, mindset development, Jim, because – it doesn't matter whether we're talking about this issue or exactly what you just said right there. These things are, 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 they're cyclical. They are cyclical. And, and that is bullying. That is whatever you want and forget about, you know, well, you're not bad enough. You're weak. You're not strong. You're whatever. No, 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 no. You are uneducated, sir. That's what it comes down to. You are uneducated and not willing to open your mind to realize what you're doing is wrong. This is not the 50s. This is not the 60s, 70s, or 80s, whatever. This is today, and, and there is change. But forget about change. How about just common sense? Just common sense, right and wrong. If we got to back it up to you know, teaching you common sense. And we got a whole bunch of problems. And that's where but I would, yeah. What about yeah. just being a human being? Forget being a baseball. I mean, what about just being a human being? I mean, where did that come from? I mean, I, I just, can you even imagine sitting around in a room trying to figure out how you're going to get somebody? I, I Listen, let's take out the fact it was a girl. I don't, I don't even care. Yeah. What if it was somebody you just didn't like or somebody that was mean to your son or somebody? I mean, you got to be kidding me. I mean, I just, these things make me sit here and go, I, what, what are we doing? I mean, where, yeah. what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, it, and it's funny because uh, two weeks ago, I was all fired up as well on the, uh, at the Emmy of LB level. Cause I mean, it's not just at the youth level. This goes on at every level. And you know, now you got all the talk of the, uh, oh, unwritten rules, the unwritten rules. You know what? Give me a break. <laughs> If you make it to the MLB, for example, yeah, one, you've got a skill set. Two, you've got a mindset. Three, you've got a competitive nature, unlike the mass majority in the world. But, you know, there you go. You got Verlander on the mound this week, and uh, the young guy steals from uh, Chicago White Sox against him. And he's all up in arms. You know, oh, it's 5 nothing. You shouldn't be doing that. Are you kidding me? (laughs) 
Are you kidding me? Because a month and a half ago, you went to spring training and you're trying to fight for a position on a team. It's all about compete. Well, we couldn't take you, Jim, today because you didn't compete enough. You didn't compete enough. You didn't try it. So if you can't compete, you're not going to help us win a game. You know, now you go out there, you know, Justin, probably, I don't want to speak for you because I really don't know, but, you know, probably it was because he's at second base and might break up your shutout at that time. Yeah. Come on, man. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. You know, I'm with you on that. I I go back and forth on the quote-unquote unwritten rules of baseball. I you know, yep. I, I, that's their fraternity. They have a code they live by. Some of them I agree with, to be honest with you. Some of them I don't. That, you know, I've always, the bunning, the bunning on a no-hitter being a no-no. Yep. I'm like, why? Well, I don't understand. What do you mean? It, it's, a, yep. it's a play. I, listen, some of them are there for, I, I get some of them. I do. And, and, it, and, I'll, and I'll have a great, fun argument with anybody over some of the unwritten rules of baseball. Hey, there is an absolute reason Here's my favorite. You, you, oh, well, he didn't throw at him intentionally. It doesn't matter. That's not what that's about. See, everybody wants to make it about that. It's not. It's, it's another team's way of saying, hey, your pitcher better get it together. If he can't pitch inside without hitting people, well, then he needs to not throw inside. And that's their yeah. fraternity, not mine. And if that's how they want to police themselves, who am I to tell them how to police themselves? Um, yeah. I understand. I, I understand not stealing bases when you're up eight runs and stuff like that. And da, 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 da. I get all the not bunning when you're up eight or nine nothing. I get that. But in a no hitter, bunning for a hit is that not a hit? I I don't understand that one. You're never going to make me understand that one. Now, and, and here's another thing too. And and there, but here's the thing: your guys were shifting on him to take away a hit from him if he got a base hit in the four hole. But I can't bunt down the left field line. Come on. That one's bogus. Yeah. That's bogus. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and that's the problem. Some of those unwritten rules are starting to catch up with them and stuff like that. And, and you know, hey, I, at the end of the day, it's all about baseball for me, and I love it. Live and die. It is, you know, and the same as you. That's why we're doing the show right now. Um, but, you know, another one that's got to go by the wayside is, for example, you know, you got uh, Joe Kelly up in Boston, and he plucks uh, Tyler Austin there a couple of weeks ago, you know. Um, you know, the first pitch was behind him at 95 or whatever it was. And then the next one, he hits him at 95. Like, you got to, again, I, I get the rule. I get it. I've been a and on the other side of it, sees that behavior, and they start to see it norm. It's acceptable at all levels. Well, I can. And that's where we get into a whole bunch of trouble. Yeah, that, you know, and again, I think you're onto something there. I've said a thousand times over. The only issue I have with the way, you know, I guess I go back and forth on this one. Um, you know, because I guess, you know, saying it out loud, if you're looking at the incident that I talked about on last week's show, I sit here and I ask myself this. Does the way Major League Baseball do it, did it make these two guys think what they were doing was acceptable? that it's okay, it's what's used in the game to get a point across. Um, you know, my thought on that is this, and, I'll, and I will say that, you know, I hate to use this as an example, but it's kind of like I, I, I used to hear somebody say, you'll never hear my kid say a cuss word even though I say them, and it's because he knows better because I've made it my job to make sure he knows it. When you're my age, if you want to use foul language, that's completely on you, but while you're in my house, you won't do it as a child, Okay. You can agree with that, disagree with it, whatever you want to do. I mean, if you, you can say you should be setting an example, which is a complete 
acceptable way to parent. Absolutely. Um, I would say in this instance, um, there's a problem somewhere if the adult in the conversation, whether that adult be coach, parent, player, friend, whatever, whoever the, and I'm using quotations for adult, whoever the adult is that can't explain, well, listen, here's why it's different. Okay. Then we got a whole nother set of problems right now. It is hard for me to sit here and say, we can't pick and choose what we ask people to think is real, what we ask people to think is acceptable, because, again, unfortunately, some people just can't figure it out. Now, whose fault is that? I don't know. I, I'm not, I, I don't even know that we need to, to, to spend an absorbent amount of time playing the blame game, because I don't know that it fixes anything. All I know is, is that it saddens me to think. And again, this could be a complete one-time isolated incident, which you and I both know, unfortunately, it's not. But this could be a one-time incident that it just saddens me that two grown men thought this was okay. In what world, this is what's sad to me, in what world do we live in where they thought this was okay? And again, we're talking about this incident, but you and I have seen many, many things on a baseball field. Kirk, I have a hard time believing you haven't watched things go on on a baseball field from a coach's point of view or even a parent's point of view that didn't have you walk away just shaking your head asking, how did we get here? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I uh, talk quite often with people about it, you know, and, and it's, you know, it, it doesn't matter whether you're in this situation where you talked about last week, Jim, with, you know, hitting, hitting a player, you know, it, it's the same thing. How often do you go to a game and you see the, the yelling and screaming at an umpire. And, and, you know, it's not always from, from uh, an adult umpire. A lot of times it's youth umpires. And then, the, you know, you got adults yelling and screaming at them. For the love of God, they're a human being trying their best. How about you support them and encourage them? Hey, I've been there. I've been frustrated too. We all get frustrated. But like I talk to people about, it's okay. It's okay to disagree. All right, with someone, but it's not okay to disrespect someone. And and I say it because that helps myself too. Hey, I'm in this with everybody as well. I need those reminders. I think you were just saying you need those reminders. It's emotional. We all get wrapped up. And obviously, the higher quote unquote the the stakes get, the higher the emotion gets ramped up. But at the end of the day, we've got to step back and be able to take a breath. And have a trusted network that says, whoa, that's wrong. I'm not trying to fight with you, Jim. That's wrong. Let's come up with a better plan and a better process moving forward so we never have to run into that situation again. Because what I do know to be true also is that in the case of umpires or officials, we're losing them at a rapid rate across all sports. And that's why. Because people are disrespectful to them. They're yelling, screaming, they're whatever the situation is. And people just don't want to do it anymore. So that's a whole issue in itself. But it all ties back to, like you said, just not using respect, common sense, human decency. Yeah, I, you know, it, it is sad. And like I said, I mean, we're talking about this incident. I mean, I, you know, it's funny. I had a conversation one time with a parent that was – coaching from the stand and see this is how it can go guys it's not 
And I had a conversation with a parent coaching from the stands one time, and I went to him and I said, hey, um, you know, it'd really help me if you didn't coach from the stands. I said, what are you talking about? I'm not coaching from the stands, and I can cheer for my kid all I want. I said, you can absolutely cheer for your kid all you want. I encourage you to cheer for your kid all you want. But your version of cheering and my version of cheering are two different things. And we had a conversation, and they were like, "I okay, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I thought that was just cheering. I didn't realize. And I said, and again, it, it's, you know, it's the whole, we're trying to teach them something, and when you're yelling, go, 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 and do this and do this from the stands, and you're, I know you're excited, you know, it's like, what does a kid want to do more than anything in the world? Please their parents, right? So you can have good conversations with people if you go at it the right way. It can be done. A lot of these problems magnify over time because we don't address them. You know, I had told my assistant coach, I said, you know, it, it had happened more than once. And I said, you know what? If, if this continues, it's on me. You know, I'm not addressing the issue. If I don't address the issue because I don't want to, because it might be uncomfortable, well, how uncomfortable is it going to get eventually, right? So the opportunities are there. They present themselves to us. They give us an opportunity to be better. But you have to take them. And listen, if you've decided to be a coach, okay, again, if you have taken on the responsibility of being a coach, it is on you. You have to say, hey, I'm willing to have the hard conversations. I had this conversation with my older son when he was a senior in high school, and there was a couple things that went on on the team. Um, you know, things that happen on every team, right? Um, and I had told him one night, because, you, know, you know, he was an older senior. He was a big guy, a um, little imposing. Everybody liked him, but yet they also knew him to be a little rough sometimes. Um, you know, and he was not the best player. He was a depth pitcher and, uh, did a great job. I was always proud of him. Was always first one out of the dugout, you know, high-fiving guys and making sure they knew that thing, you know, he was like, you know, I told him, I said, you know, you, you have the makings of a leader. And he said, you know, I, I, I enjoy it. I enjoyed it. And I said, okay, well, you know, Hey, maybe that's your role on this team, you know? And, uh, some things happened one game and, uh, the coach spent 30 minutes after a game having to talk to a kid about some things. And I told my son, I said, hey, you know, uh, your coach probably wouldn't have to spend 30 minutes after, because they were kind of talking about how they were waiting for the coach to come talk to him. They waited 30 minutes. You know how teams get together after a game. You know, they all get together. Coach comes, talks to him about the game, and then he sends them home, right? Well, they stood in the outfield for 30 minutes while he talked to one player in the dugout. I said, well, number one, if you don't think that was a message to all of you, it was. That's number one. Number two, he wouldn't have to do that if the leader would have handled it. And he says, oh, I, that guy, I'm not dealing with that. And I go, well, then you're not a leader. You're a cheerleader. A cheerleader is somebody that wants to hoot and holler and, and, and have a good time when things are going well. That's a cheerleader. Okay? A leader deals with things when things aren't going so well. Now, that doesn't mean you go up to a guy and say, hey, what the da 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 It means you have to know how to handle situations. In this instance, for a parent or an adult to not handle the situation is unacceptable. And you and I have seen things that go on all across this country in, in the game of baseball that are unacceptable. Now, what I will say, and I'm sure you, you can elaborate, I see a ton of things that are good, though. That's the thing, right? Like, there are so many people out there doing it for the right reasons. So many people out there addressing issues and trying to be better and, and, and trying to become informed and trying to, to get educated. Educate is a great word, right? But they're out there. But for some reason, those get overshadowed all the time 
by the things that are off. I mean, do you see that or am I crazy? No, no, no. You're bang on and stuff with that. We don't, uh, we don't want to share as as crazy as it seems and sounds. We don't want to share the good stuff. The good stuff is boring. We want the controversy. We want to see that and read about that because that's a lot better storyline. And I get that because now you've got a wider spectrum of, of in favor versus not in favor than, than, you know, just a good storyline stuff like that. But the reality with the storylines, the good ones, Jim, is this, there was a culture built. There was a culture explained and set and they understood it. And that's why it's a lot easier for those good things to carry on because everybody around them, whether they liked it or not, again, agreed or agreed to disagree, you know, they knew what the culture of that team, that, that, that training, whatever it is, the situation they're basing it on, they knew what the culture and the expectations of it. And when you know that, then you can pass it on. It can become contagious. All right. Now, after that, you got to be able to live by it. You have to back it up as a coach, as a leader, as, as you at the first of it, talking about, you know, a person on talking about youth baseball every week. That's your culture. You're building a culture, Jim, that, you know, you live by, but you're trying to share and hopefully it's the right message, but at least you're open enough as well at times to, to be open-minded to say, Hey, dang, I didn't think there was a better way, but that was a great conversation. And now I know there's a better way. I believe it. I'm going to research it more, or I'm going to find the people that know more about it or more educated than I am. And I'm not going to be afraid or try to bully them or intimidate them not to bring it in. Yeah. I've had that conversation a ton of times, Jim, where we, we talk about it and, and, you know, Hey, why wouldn't you get strong, passionate, powerful, knowledgeable people involved so you can spread the word and make youth baseball talk that much better? That's one of the things I love about the program. And, that, and that's why I wanted to call in on this issue, because this is a move the game, move society forward issue. Well, I, 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 I think I'm with you. I, I, you know, there's more at play here than just baseball. And that's why I like where you're going with the conversation. I think what, what, you and I, and I, and again, I'm not speaking for you, but I think the challenge this week from, from me, I know, and I think from you is to everybody to just ask yourself what you're doing, ask yourself why you're doing it and ask yourself, how can I be better doing it? Because seriously, guys, I've said this once, say it again. If you think you're doing it perfect, you're not, it's just, it's cause it's impossible. There are no perfect people. And here's the thing. It's okay. It's Okay. It's not the end of the world if you're not the best baseball coach. It's not the end of the world if you're not the best person or the best parent. or the Like, we all try so hard to be something that's almost unobtainable, right? So, so, so what's the better scenario here? Just say the heck with it or just try to be the best we can be. But more importantly, and for me and with this whole deal here, a lot of problems could have been evolved if people just would have done the right thing, right? The right thing. This isn't even... Like, to me, this isn't even that hard. Just do the right thing. And I would say as a coach, I've had so many people, and Kirk, I know you do too, so many people ask for my advice on this, and I say, you know, i got to be real honest with you on this one. I don't have a great answer for you because this is something that you have to decide who you are, what you want to do. My suggestion to you would be do the just do what you think is the right thing, Right? 
not the popular thing, not the not the thing to get the W, not the thing for this or that. Just ask yourself what you think the right thing to do, and I think you'll find your answer. And more times than not, people will come back to me and say, you know what? You were right. When I real, What I realized was doing the right thing I don't think was going to ultimately give me what I wanted, but I knew it was right. And let's face it, we're all human in that way, right? Like, we make a lot of decisions in the game of baseball sometimes based on winning and losing. That doesn't always mean it was the right thing to do. I, I don't know. It, I, I won't speak for you, but I can't believe in your coaching career you've never felt that way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what uh, made me break away from from being in an organization coaching or whatever, not because the organization was bad or whatever and stuff like that. It was because I knew there was something out there to do better in this game. A lot like you with the starting the podcast from a parent's point of view, you know, and you grow and then realize that, you know, you're still in business, you're still going. So there must be the desire and the passion to, to follow you and, and listen in and, and enjoy your show and where you take people. So that's what I realized as well is that that's right. There's a better way of doing stuff, Jim. And, and, you know, it's not all about me or whatever in that. That's not what it's about. It's about the reality that this game has been tremendous to me. Life has been tremendous to me. And so let's get people and learn them or teach them, sorry, to, or educate them to become those better role models. You know, my, my kind of my humor on the, on the outside of uh, Dirtbag Baseball Nation is, you know, I don't care where you live in the whole wide world. If you want to get a shirt, a hat, whatever it is, and wear it, that's great. But it's almost like a Jeep. Uh, you know, you see the back of a Jeep. Uh, it's a Jeep thing. Well, that's it. It's a baseball. It's a dirtbag baseball nation thing. So, you know, if Jim was wearing it and I saw Jim misbehaving, I look at him and go, man, that's not what dirtbag baseball nation's about. That's not what this is about. We can be better, you know. And the same thing for you doing that. That's not what youth baseball talks about. You know, we want to, we want to create better, you know, and absolutely. If you, if you, you said at the first of the show, if you were to dig in and dig deep and those two adults were able to open up and really tell the root of their issue, it sure wasn't the fact that a girl was in the league. Yeah. That's a tough one. (laughs) Yeah. And because of that, because of that, that, that male ego, that caveman mentality, whatever you want to call it, you know, you can't solve the problem. You can't solve the problem. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste time with people like that. I, I, I'd love to make no mistake about it. I'd love to try to help them, but I can't dwell on it because there's so many other people out there that, that are wanting to move it forward or wanting to do the right things. So let's stay focused on those guys. Let's not avoid the fact that it happened. Let's not avoid the talking about it. We have the right to talk about it. You're darn right we do. So we can use it as an educational tool through through youth baseball talk, through coaches clinics, through whatever the forum is, to say, hey, that is that's an example of a way you could coach or or play or or parent or do whatever you want. Now let's talk about that. Is that the way it should be? Is that going to make a better person? But at the end of the day, if you're a quality human being, you're going to be a quality baseball player. And, that, and that's the reality. You know, people don't think about it that way. They just go, oh, well, be a better baseball player. Okay, you need to do this and this and this and this. Well, when you step back and think about it, all those characteristics of a great ball player are the same characteristics of a great human being. And all the bad ones are the same as a bad one. 
So it's all relative and it's all full circle. Well, I, I you know, and again, I, I, I want to say this, you know, um, to all the coaches out there, right. Um, to all the people out there that are doing their best. Okay. I, I you know, I, I used to use the term, you know, if you're out there and you're doing it right, great job. I'm going to say doing your best because, you know, I, I can't expect anybody to be perfect and to think that you're not going to make bad choices or make mistakes. That's all part of growing as a person, as a coach, whatever term you want to use. So to all the people out there that are doing their best, I, I, I'm happy for you to be affiliated with the show. You know, um, I say this all the time, Kirk, you and I have talked about off air. I've had people contact me and say, you know, what a load of crap. I mean, come on. Are you serious with this? I mean, you know, you should rename your show to, uh, you know, City League Baseball Talk because that's not what's going on in the real world with baseball now, Jim. Okay? This is big business. And, you know, my son wants to do this. And he want, you know, I always say, listen, I, I have no doubts that your son wants to do this. No doubt. But if you think he wants to be treated like shit, if you think he wants to be berated, if you think he wants to be like have somebody stand over the top of him all day long, I tell you what, I will say this. If you for one minute think he wants to do that, he's putting on a pretty good act. Because no kid doesn't want to be a kid to some degree. Never going to convince me of that. Never. Um, you know, and again, uh, I-, I wish everybody the best. And you don't have to agree with what we're saying here. In fact, I appreciate. Now, last week's show, I didn't get anybody really that, you know, disagreed with our, our stance on it. I did get some people that are like, well, you know, maybe you don't know the whole story there. I'd like to believe that, you know, maybe this was another couple coaches that didn't like. Couple. I said, hey, it, and here's the thing. I hope you're right. I hope it was a misunderstanding. But I got to tell you, I've seen some things over the years that unfortunately. See, that's what's sad, Kirk. I didn't read that and go, oh, that's not, that didn't happen. I read it and went, man, here we go, another nut job. That, seriously, because of the things that I've seen that have already happened. And that's, you know, and I say this all the time, it's kind of unfortunate to some degree, right? But it's also eye-opening. And if you don't keep your eye open, then, uh, then you're going to uh, get surprised. You know, sometimes you get the bull, sometimes you get the horns. Sometimes you get both, <laughs> so uh, you better be careful. So, and again, I, I'm I'm glad you decided that you know you wanted to come on today and and talk a little bit about the show last week. And again, you're such a positive influence on all of our listeners. You do such a great job. I know your affiliation with the Rope Trainer and um, you know being on board with those guys. But you know, but for yourself and everything you do for Dirtbag Baseball Nation, I know those people up there are very lucky to have you. You got a lot of loyal followers and listeners. And um, but I appreciate you coming on, man, because like I said, it means a lot to me. Appreciate being on Jim. Always, you know that. Um, and it, it, you know what you had just said. You know this 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 issue is a series in itself. You know, you just get me thinking about where it goes. And I can tell you countless stories of of the players that we work with personally on the uh, mindset program. That that it's unbelievable, Jim. How many of them? Because it's one on one. It's confidential. That go right back to their parents, unfortunately, or their coaches and the issues you just talked about when we, we, they're just saddening and disheartening. And, and that's, that's a big motivating factor. The number one motivating factor for why we do what we do on that end of it, because they're out there and they need the help. And, 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 you know, there's not, there's not even a right terminology I can come up with to say, you know, but 
it, it's needed. This issue has to be talked about. This issue, the parents think they're doing the right thing sometimes. Coaches think they're doing the right thing by, like you said, yeah, you know, hey, this is the way it is, and by God, we're going to do it, and you're going to fall in line, and if you can't do it, you're weak, you're weak, you're whatever you are. You know, go play in, like, the city league, like you said. No way, man. That is wrong. You, you're not you're not defeating a baseball player. You're crushing a human being. And when it comes full circle, like I talked about, life and baseball being interrelated, you, you're doing both. You, you're doing such a, such a catastrophic harm. It's unbelievable. And, you know, then you got the issues at high school. You've got so many social issues as well going on for these kids. And we're trying to take fun away from them or – or whoever it is, no way, man. Not going to happen. Not on my watch. It's just not going to happen. So, you know, whether you did a whole series of shows on, you know, red red flag indicators for parents to look at for all our listeners or whatever, you know, to look at in a coach, don't forget as parents, you know, you may be one of those bad parents. Don't. You get one chance to do this. Do it right. You get one chance to be a parent. Don't mess it up. Two, you know what? You earn your money. You work hard for your money. You earn it. So if you don't think that coach is a right fit for you, for your son, stand up and be strong and explain why they're not a good fit and go find somebody that is a good fit. I'll finish on that. But Yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. <laughs> yeah. What you started, Jim, is awesome, man. And, and I'm proud of you. I, I really am because – that's the movement we've got to get going and, and it's right. And it's real. And if you don't think it's real, you're out of your mind. <laughs> you know, you're right back to what you said last week. You're, we're out of our mind. And I, I know I'm not, I know it's an issue because I see it all the time. And I work with players one-on-one, like I said, and they talk to me all the time about it and I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. So I just, it was awesome. Thank you for letting me be on again and, and talk about this. Listeners, please, please, I never beg for anything, but I'm begging for this one. Share this message. Share this podcast. Share last week's podcast with your team, with your family, with your friends. Get them signed up on Youth Baseball Talk. This isn't a trumpeting. This isn't an advertising thing for Jim or the boys. This is reality. And this is a great conversation that people need to hear. And you know it, so do it, please. Well, you know, we're very lucky to have you involved in the show. Um, again, the rope trainer guys, you know, really stepped up. Um, I, I, again, I'm excited. Anytime you come on, the, the, the listeners love you. They love your energy. They love your passion. It means a lot to me, my friend, that you're available to me on, uh, uh, always on a, the drop of a dime, but, um, it meant a lot to me that you wanted to come on this week and talk about it. Cause, uh, you know, when, when guys you think a lot of are actually fans of the show, it's important to me. So I appreciate it, my friend. And, um, I look forward to our conversations. I, uh, I, uh, I broke it up a little bit instead of going right to you after talking to you, I'm going to put you after, uh, Dirk this week. So, uh, you'll hear yourself after, uh, we hear Dirk's interview, my friend. No, that's good. Thanks, Jim. All right. That is the man, the myth, the legend, Kurt McNabb. Uh, so I hope everybody enjoyed my conversation today with uh, with Kurt McNabb. And again, I know that listeners really love his passion and his energy. Let's uh, uh, let's take a minute now and go to our good friends at Precision Impact. Um, I think what you're going to find here today is an interesting conversation that our good friend uh, uh, Dirk Dombrowski had with Jeff Peach, and it's about arm and shoulder care. 
it's it's something obviously I think that's very important. I think it's something you should take very serious, and uh, I, I think it's going to be informative for you. And I know everybody's really enjoying Dirk being a part of the show, and he's so passionate about what he does. So uh, don't forget though uh, to show your thanks for him being a part of the show. Make sure you at least give an opportunity to PrecisionImpact.ca. Uh, they focus on their training aids that they use, um, that they sell, obviously, to, for people to use for their for their baseball training. They're a streamlined organization. Uh, they outsource all their warehousing and shipping. That's how they keep their costs so low. They focus on very few products. They dedicate much more time to the design and, and the energy that it takes to have top-quality products. They also encourage feedback, so if you have that for them, they'll appreciate that as well. They do offer volume discounts. Uh, schools, colleges, if you're going to stock a new team, gym, facility, give them an, give them an opportunity for your business. Currently, uh, they are offering that discount. Uh, who doesn't want to save some money, right? All you got to do when you get to the coupon portion is put in Youth Baseball Talk. You're going to receive an additional 10% off. And again, um, you know, I think the, the big, uh, the baseball slugs, the six-pack, uh, I think tons and tons of people, you know, are, are using those all across the country. They have them, quality uh, item. Uh, again, I, I love it. Uh, it. It does give you great feedback, and it does give that young hitter the feel that they need to understand it, to, to drive through the baseball. So, again, I'm excited about this. It's a little longer than normal. I'm just going just gonna to let you know it's about 12 minutes, but it's an unbelievable interview that I want you to hear between you know Dirk Dombrowski, of course, and uh, Jeff Peach. So take a listen to this one, and don't forget our, our friends at precisionimpact.ca. Don't forget the discount, Youth Baseball Talk, in the coupon section. Uh, let's hear from those guys now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Precision Impact. My name is Dirk, and on today's segment, we're talking with Jeff Peach, uh, a certified athletic therapist and a certified strength coach. Um, I want him to introduce himself a little bit about his baseball background and how he's bringing the athletic and health world together to become a better coach himself. Welcome. Thanks. Yeah, so I'm an athletic therapist and a strength and conditioning coach, and, and my baseball background, I grew up playing here in Calgary, and uh, a lot of it was unfortunately mired in injury. I think I talked to any one of my teammates throughout many of my years, I was usually on the IR or something like that with shoulders and elbow injuries and knee injuries. And it really helped build my passion because I spent a lot of time in and out of physiotherapy offices, doctor's offices. And it, I, I was always so intrigued and I took a real, a real passion and I became quite invested in my own health and my own recovery and it, and it sparked that bug in me. And so now that I've been practicing professionally for about a half dozen years here, I'd, I'd like to focus on the things that I really enjoy, and that's shoulders and elbow injuries because that's what I know best. For sure. So, I mean, uh, what would you give advice to to somebody that currently has an injury? Uh, for me, I would just say make sure you know what's going on first, right? A, a proper assessment is crucial before we start. I use the term banging our head against the wall against uh, something that's just not right, right? It's, if we're too loose and we stretch more into it, well, now we're just exacerbating the problem, right? So if you don't have a real clear idea about what's going on, you need to, right? Absolutely. I'm a big believer that the biggest mistake you can make is one that you make twice. And so if you do suffer no in shoulder injury, elbow injury, wrist, knees, ankles, hips, you know, are becoming a big issue these days. Um, I believe that it's important to get the root cause of it, contacting medical professionals like yourself, you know, having them, guys like yourself, talk with the coach and express to them what's going on. That way coaches aren't thinking that you're just making up excuses why you can't play or maybe maybe they're getting you to stretch more, which is quite counterproductive into solving the problem. So and again, if you have an injury, make sure that you're you know, seeking out professional medical help and obviously having great communication with your coach so that they can work collectively together to solve the problem as efficiently as possible. 
Um, something I, I'm, I want, especially somebody else's opinion on is, you know, what is it that some of us younger athletes who have said they've experienced some pain in the past or some discomfort, um, and then they're getting sent on some some extravagant programs or maybe they're you know doing some preventative measures. What's something really simple that kids can take upon themselves and be accountable for to perhaps prevent major injuries happening these days? Yeah, for me, it's you have to understand that at young ages, especially with the volume that we're seeing with with youth sport across not just baseball but everywhere is. It's, it's elite level volume without elite level preparation and recovery. For sure. Right, we're restricted by time frames in facilities and field times and coaches understand that they need to get as much as they can in with the team. And then usually what ends up falling by the wayside is just personal pre preparation and then personal recovery. And a lot of the time it, it doesn't take a lot, right? There's, there shouldn't be a real cookie cutter approach for every single person. Every single person just needs to find out what it is that they lack, either mobility wise, stability wise, strength wise, and then make sure they hit that home on their own mm -hmm. to take a little bit of responsibility there. And it's something that I've dealt with both professionally and personally in my in my past. Yeah, you've made a really good point there and I don't think enough coaches put enough emphasis on this, which is, you know, we're restricted to be in a cage for an hour and so we cut warm-ups up. We cut uh, recovery completely out of it. But I think an emphasis needs to be taken in, especially by the coaches as well. I think there's a, a, we can take a little bit of the responsibility and make sure that if we have one hour in a cage, maybe we try and stretch it to an hour and a half, right? Maybe we have to book that extra 30 minutes so that 15 minutes before we're doing some effective dynamic warm-ups and 15 minutes after we're doing what we can to recover because essentially that's what's happening um, in our industry. And some of the most talented baseball players aren't getting a chance to move on to that next level because of some crippling injury that may have been in the works for years because they don't even understand how to warm up properly. Or maybe it's the recovery. The recovery is just non-existent completely. So I like what you said about, you know, the emphasis being on recovery, a proper warm up. Um, but I think coaches need to definitely instruct that at a really young age, make it a priority. So many times, and I've worked with kids and they hate the warm up part or they, they don't understand what the purpose of recovery is. I think if we did a bit of a better job educating them on that and became a bit more of a norm, you'd find a little of kids taking more of it upon themselves to do that. So what about um, injury? What types of injuries are you seeing from, let's say, some of the youth baseball these days? Most of it resolves around various tendinopathies. Um, you don't see too many major, major blowouts like UCLs and whatnot, because typically when we're young, the structures that tend to go first are our muscles and then also growth plates For sure. bone. Uh, ligaments, when we're younger, our, our collagen is we got more of it and we're a lot more bendy and flexible and we got a lot more give through all of our joints. But as we get older, that's when we stiffen up and we have our major pops. For sure. Do you think that could be a leading for um, stemming from young kids not really being body conscious of their own bodies mm -hmm. and thinking that, you know, fighting through the pain and, and, and there's that desire to want to play. Mm -hmm. So a lot of kids, when you ask how they're feeling, they're going to say, oh, I feel great. Mm -hmm. Reality mm -hmm. is there might be something lingering from the week before or maybe they, they haven't been doing any type of um, recovery that we talked about. So um, what are some of the things that you think of that could be uh, a bit beneficial for those kids that might not really be body conscious? Do you think maybe talking with a leading professional like yourself or maybe with a coach or something like that is something that could help? Yeah, educate yourself is huge, right? We, we live in a day and age where it's, it's very easy for you to go, it's very easy to go on the internet and find just a recovery program. Sure. Just, and you do have to try and educate yourself on what's good and what's bad. And, 
and usually follow the pros and who are they using, right? In, in the baseball world, it's, it's guys like Eric Cressy and Mike Reinhold and, and guys like that who have had experience in the game and they're still working with big time athletes in the game, right? What do they recommend? Right? And there, are, there is a ton of resource at our fingertips. Um, it's just a matter about filtering through it. And it definitely, you know, I've, I've overheard players talk about, I've just found this program and I found this program and I'm doing maybe a, some baseball athletes somehow stumbled across a wrestling program or, you know, a boxing program, something like that. When, you know, at this age, I'm not sure how you feel about it, but I think it's important that you train specific for that sport you want to become particularly good at. If you're training like a completely different athlete, Overhand athletes, in my opinion, which consist of tennis players, football players, quarterbacks specifically, pitchers, things like that. I mean, it is, it's completely different. Overhand athlete is very unnatural. And, and you know, that's why we'll vary a little bit from softball players that throw underhand. Some of those girls can throw two, 300 pitches and feel pretty good. Whereas when it comes to being an overhand athlete, it's very important you remember that it's very specific to, to be able to recover properly, to warm up properly, to strengthen properly. So um, what, what, do you, what kind of advice would you have to overhand athletes in, for, in, in, in terms of trying to filter out some of the maybe garbage versus some of the more quality information out there? For me, the big one I look for is usually when a guy's preaching, you know, this is the only way, right? That's, that's one that I'm cautious of, right? Uh, Someone who's been in the business of healthcare knows that it's everybody's slightly different and, and they should be willing to provide opportunities and knowledge and say, you know what, this should be a part of an overall program that encompasses information from strength professionals, healthcare professionals, and, and somebody that, that looks at the big picture, mm -hmm. right, as opposed to somebody that says, you know, this, this stretch, this exercise, this weighted baseball program is going to be your be-all, end-all, cure-all. Yeah, and so and that's a good point too. I mean, there's there's a lot of people trying to make a name for themselves by saying this is the way to do something. This isn't. Um, but uh, what about for the with those people that do happen the unfortunateness of uh, suffering an injury? Uh, and then there's a lot of medical professionals or just coaches that want to pretend to be medical professionals that might say, hey, you're not doing anything or do this. Now, what kind of advice would you have for guys that have suffered an injury um, initially? Is, is it more of side on the, siding on caution or a little bit more aggressive? Now, what, what is your approach to that a little bit? For me, I see it as an opportunity to attack the other areas of your game that you might not have spent as much focus on when you were being able to throw. Sure. Right, we look at core issues. We look at mobility and stability in through the the shoulder blade and the shoulder. Right, it uh, an injury doesn't have to be a death sentence. Sit on your hands for the next two weeks. Right, it's yeah. it's you know find a way to attack things that you should attack. And and more often than not, the best way to sell it is it's going to improve your performance. You're going to come back stronger and better and throwing harder. And that's a good point. I mean, I'm, I always try and tell athletes, uh, work while you wait, right? And whether it's on the bench with you just not being able to break that starting nine initially or an injury, work while you wait. If you're, if you're waiting for something to happen or maybe it's a phone call back, you don't sit on your hands waiting for a phone call from a call. You continue to work. If you're suffered from an injury, you continue to work. Um, I think that's that's pretty important as well. Um, what about some of the things that you're currently putting in place to be a little bit more preventative? What can kids perhaps do uh, to be a little bit more preventative in terms of, we've talked about recovery, we've talked about dynamicness, but especially there's in-season and off-season. Do you see those as two completely different sports in terms of in-season baseball versus off-season baseball? Yes, absolutely. Um, and. and Starting younger and younger, uh, what I'm starting to see, especially doing our winter academy stuff and transitioning into summer, is that in the winter, it's a time to just try and build up. We build up, we build up, we build up. And then when we get into season, right, we'd like to layer on some strength, right, but not as much. We don't want to see burnout through our central nervous system. And 
and uh, injuries like that. And so we try to maintain, right? That's body weight, that's strength, right? That's, and that's a lot of the time it's mobility. Where our injuries start to happen is, is as we break down and we, we develop these restrictions that we might not even realize because it's just small little gradual decreases in our range of motion over time. Absolutely. What about in terms of, I mean, baseball is a bit primitive when it comes to uh, science and accepting some of the things that science has been um, definitely able to prove. We're, we're a little bit behind in the times and I think it's because of that little bit of um, old school mentality and culture that we're a little bit afraid of new things. But, so the old, old style being more of the uh, static stretching you see before a game, kids standing in a circle for 30 minutes, tugging on their arm, stretching their legs out. And don't get me wrong, stretching feels great. That's essentially the purpose of it a little bit, but what would you say is a better approach to some of our Neanderthal approach to stretching and warming up for a game? For me, a lot of it, especially at a young age, and, and we touched on it earlier, was that most of these kids that we deal with are, are already very mobile. What, where their injuries come from is they lack the stability. They lack the ability to control that shoulder through our full range, our violent range of motion. When we throw a baseball, it's, it's about one and a half times our own body weight that's tugging on that arm, trying to yank it out of its socket. And we have to try and decelerate that. And it doesn't matter how loose you are, if you, the more loose, the worse you are, right? And so it's, it's about trying to educate all the way through the kinetic chain. It's not just one particular joint if you if you look at a lot of elbow injuries, they'll stem from the fact that we don't control our shoulder range of motion. And I try to remind people that tension's good. When, you, when you're a little bit stiff and a little bit sore or you're a little bit stretchy, that's it's good. We, you want tension in your body. You don't want to actually, you don't want to stretch the tension out of your body because that's when we get a little bit too whippy and loose and not being able to control ourselves nearly as much. Um, I really like what you said about, you know, some of the core issues or some of the, the small key points that can actually be the root cause of other injuries. Now, um, with some of the ball players that I'm working with, we're trying to get into more oscillation instead of standing there stretching we're trying to get into some oscillation or some plyo work uh, or things like that or some resistance bands so that through our warm-ups we're actually strengthening our body rather than kind of stretching all the tension out of it um, I really appreciate everything you said today everything you know it kind of re-solidifies all the things that I already believe but it's good to have a working professional really um, reassure you that we're on the right track and for anybody else that has any questions comments or concerns regarding this video please leave a comment down below as always thanks very much great stuff um, again I appreciate everything Dirk's doing for our show he's adding so much valuable content to it I can't say enough about uh, his energy, his passion, and his knowledge. It means a lot to me that, uh, that they wanted to be a part of Youth Baseball Talk. And again, that's why my ask is for you to check out precisionimpact.ca. Uh, again, um, stay in contact with them, guys. They're, they're there for you. They're interested in what you have to say. And again, they're also offering you that opportunity uh, to save an additional 10% by simply putting in Youth Baseball Talk in the, in the uh, coupon column. Uh, pushed back our rope report this week only because we had the opportunity to talk to Kirk McNabb earlier, and I didn't want to go back-to-back -back on that. thought I'd give you a break from Kirk's voice for about uh, 15 minutes or so. Uh, but I know everybody appreciates it, and again, his uh, rope report is always designed around uh, helping us get better, knowing what to do with the rope trainer, how to use it, and so on. And again, it's brought to you by our good friends at The Rope Trainer, theropetrainer.com. As John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers, so let's check it out now. Take it away, Kirk. Thanks, Jim. Welcome to this week's Rope Report, Dirtbags. I hope every one of you had a great week with your baseball. Now, I was planning on talking about the phrase, trust the process this week. But instead, I have to get an issue that infuriates and flat out disappoints me off my chest. It's respect in sports, or what seems to happen everywhere, 
and in all sports is a total disrespect in sports. Yes, that's right. I'm piggybacking on Jim's podcast from last week in regards to have we lost our minds. Jim, I'm right here with you and agreeing 100% that a lot of parents, and ultimately it does filter down to their children, have lost their minds when it comes to sports. I can talk about this issue for days, and we need to talk about these issues. Make no mistake about it. This is a disease, and we need to dig deep and get dirty on this topic. We have zero tolerance for disrespect in sports here at Dirtbag Baseball Nation. Not because we are weak in any way, shape, or form, but because we are educated enough, honorable enough, and realize that we are constantly trying to earn the respect of everyone we work with, whether that's face-to-face or our online clients. Jim, you spoke about this at only being at the youth, or sorry, being at the youth baseball level. But if you think this just happens at the youth level, you're sadly mistaken. This is an ongoing issue at all levels of baseball and sports. I've spent the last three years specifically on this subject to make sure we're better with our training here at Dirtbag Baseball Nation, as well as being an on-ice hockey official, I've been asking as well. The most common answer from coaches, parents, and players is always this. It's part of the game. Really, these people honestly believed the reason for being completely disrespectful to an official, a coach, a player, or their opponents is because it's part of the game. Well, I stepped back with this information and broke it down and realized that their perception actually had some validity. The problem is that we see this behavior in all levels and somehow have started believing exactly what they were saying. It's part of the game. For God's sakes, step back and take a reality check and wake up. It's completely insane to think this is part of the game. There isn't one single person living that has done enough as an individual to honestly believe that they have the right to disrespect any single person involved in the game in any way. I'll admit, we all get frustrated at times with people in the game, but this in no way gives any of us the right to be disrespectful of that person. My advice from my own learning to every one of you dirtbags out there is this. Treat disrespect with respect. It's definitely not always easy, but once you learn how to do this, you will remain calm and in control during any future altercations you may be involved in. It's definitely okay to agree to disagree with someone, but it is never okay to be disrespectful of someone. You all know that you can call me, email me, Facebook or Instagram me in regards to anything at all in regards to baseball or sports in general, because it all really starts with getting your mind in the right place. And once your mind is in the right place, you will be a better player, a better coach, a better parent, a better umpire, spectator, and so on, who will always have the respect of not only your own team, but of your opponents as well. With respect comes followers. And once this happens, then we can start moving mountains. I don't often ask, but please tell or share last week's 
and or this week's podcast with every one of your teammates and friends so that we can get back to enjoying competition with the respect it deserves. As always, I can't thank Earl from The Rope Trainer and you as well, Jim, enough for believing in what we're doing here at Dirtbag Baseball Nation and allowing me to be the host of The Rope Report here on Youth Baseball Talk. You all know I'm all in on The Rope or else I wouldn't make it a mandatory part of our throwing programs. It's the only throwing training training aid out there that I recommend using, and you need to have one just like you need your glove, your helmet, your bat, and your cleats. You can use it anywhere and at any time to get warmed up before your practices and games as a pitcher or a player in general. I recommend pitchers use it as well to stay warmed up during those long innings when your team is racking up runs at your games or for warming up in the bullpen before you come into the game. The rope is the perfect, or sorry, the rope is also perfect for throwing drills with our younger players or beginners. This is one of the favorite things that I have. They can get their reps in without having to waste time chasing after wild throws And the list goes on and on as far as the uses of why it's valuable to your throwing program. I will say this. Even though we have an actual throwing program here at Dirtbag Baseball Nation, you can use it with any throwing program you use and believe in. I've sent in a picture for Jim to post here on Youth Baseball Talk for you to read the instructions on how to use the rope properly, the warnings that come with it, gripping the rope properly, and the recommendations for use based on your age. Remember, all this information is from actually proven data analysis that we gather routinely. There is nothing left to speculation or chance. If you don't already have your own rope trainer, then you can get one by going to www.theropetrainer.com. Be sure to use the code DIRTBAG5, that's DIRTBAG and the number 5 at checkout, so that they know you heard about it right here on The Rope Report. And also, remember that you can always contact me directly at info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com. That's info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com or on Facebook and Instagram at dirtbagbaseballnation for any questions you have about the rope, throwing in general, pitching, or our mindset program. Now, what are you waiting for, dirtbags? It's time to get up, get after it, and get dirty. Awesome. And again, um, I want to thank Kirk for coming on the show today. We had a lot of feedback, obviously, on the show last week with what uh, was going on, uh, you know, the, the, the issue with the coaches taking it upon themselves and to, to try to run a little girl out of the league. And a lot of coaches had a lot of things to say about that, and I appreciate it. Um, I, I enjoyed some of the conversations we had back and forth uh, through the different ways that we communicate. And again, it meant a lot to me that, that I would say 95% of you got it. Um, you know, I did find it a little disturbing that we had a few people reach out to me and say, well, you don't know the whole story there. You know, we don't know exactly what was said. This could have been this. It could have been that. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? I hate to say this, but you're absolutely right. You know, maybe we're not getting a whole story here. I'd like to believe that. I really would. Um, but, you know, I, I, I say this all the time. My, my brother, who I, you know, think the world of, is a, is an off, is a police officer. Um, and he spent about 15 years as a, as a detective for the county and was on a major task force. And uh, he had told me uh, when he was done, and I had asked him, I said, are you sad to be done doing that portion of the job? And he said, you know, there was a long time where I felt like I was doing good. But some of the things that I've seen, I, I don't know that I'll ever 
not have those visions, uh, some of the awful things. And I said, well, you did it for a long time. I mean, what'd you learn? And he said, I tell you what I learned. I learned that one of the sayings that means the most to me now, because it's as accurate as you can get, is where there's smoke, there's fire. There are no coincidences. And um, I believe him. After all the things I've seen in my life now as I'm 48 years old, I don't believe in coincidences. I believe where there's smoke, there's fire. And I hate to say this, not involved in it, wasn't there, didn't hear it myself, but, but where there's smoke, there's fire. So again, as I always say, um, if you have a question, if you're repeatedly telling yourself, not me, not me, it might be time to look in the mirror. So again, um, I enjoyed it last week. I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed Kirk wanting to come on and, and, and give his thoughts on how we can do this better. And again, it means a lot to me. Don't forget, we're Youth Baseball Talk, youthbaseballtalk.com. Subscribe to the show there. Do your shopping through Amazon and help us out. We'd greatly appreciate it. You can also listen to all those back episodes there. Find us on social media. On Twitter, you can find us at Podcast Baseball. Uh, our big ask, though, is go to Youth Baseball Talk, like our page, uh, click invite your friends. You can either invite them all by simply clicking that button, or you can go through and invite all your friends that you know are involved in this wonderful game of baseball. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Instagram, you can find us, Youth Baseball Talk as well. You can also find us through lineupmedia.fm, now home to Yo Radio. Uh, very proud to be associated with the network. Uh, they're the fastest growing podcast company on the planet. They take your entertainment time very seriously, and that's why they've come up with Yo Radio. Um, you know, a lot of those channels out there now, but I really think you'll enjoy your radio. So give it an opportunity. Uh, Brian Crock, Andrew Allen, my producers that do all the work behind the scenes to really put the show together. I appreciate them and couldn't do it without them. It means a lot to me. Uh, and again, to all the listeners, uh, I appreciate you guys immensely. Um, couldn't do this without you. Please spread the word. When you see the post, please share them. It means that much to me. Uh, for all of us here at Youth Baseball Talk, I tell you that I'll see you on the field. Tune in next week for another edition of Youth Baseball Talk. Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at youthbaseballtalk.com, facebook.com slash youthbaseballtalk, or on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. Plus, check out all of our podcasts at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.